What's up, y'all? It's your girl, B. Bellamy, here with The Watering Podcast. I am your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Every time I sit down and record, I'm like, what? You got a podcast? Anyway, but I love it. I'm learning, and I'm glad you're here in this space. I want you to be reassured it is safe, and we are um, trying to make sure that it is structured in a way where you feel safe to listen and to share Uh, so that we all can plant seeds of the lessons we've learned and water each other in love and compassion and empathy so that we can be more and more every day an embodiment of God, right? I love y'all. I'm glad that y'all here. Let's hop right in. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, B. Bellamy, here with another episode from The Watering Podcast. Mm. It's been a minute, but this episode is entitled Separation Anxiety, and we have Miss Mocha Bean to thank. If y'all are not familiar with Mocha Bean, then y'all ain't true followers. Mocha Bean is my dog, my daughter, my everything outside of God. She is it. Uh, but she suffers with a heavy dose of separation anxiety and she she has since you know I kind of got I got her 12 years ago um and so I was thinking about you know just over the years the things I've done to try to calm her separation anxiety but then as I was thinking about it of course it led me to think about well man what if we had a strong dose of separation anxiety when we walked away from God hmm Like, what if we had a strong dose of separation anxiety when we didn't feel him? Like, what is our posture like when we don't feel God? Are we seeking after him? Like, are are we like Mocha Bean, like, barking until God shows back up? Or, you know, are we searching after him? Are we making sure that our life is postured so that we are never apart from him? Like, what is it? You know, I think separation anxiety can be good in some cases, right? It... In ter- if you want to talk about a relationship with God, right? Never wanting to be separated from him. Mm. But then also the flip side of that is, you know, separation anxiety when it comes to your relationships and when it comes to ways of being and, and your thought patterns and stuff like that. We'll talk about that. This episode is going to air on the birthday of uh, the end of my doctoral journey and not the complete end but the day I became Dr. B. Bellamy that birthday and I'm going to share reflection of the past year and those things and those people I've had to separate myself from and the anxiety that came in doing so all right y'all I hope y'all tap in I hope y'all like it if you don't sorry (laughs) but anyway let me know your thoughts. This is The Watering Podcast, and today's episode is called Separation Anxiety. You know what I find interesting? Um, it's like when I, I'm like watching myself evolve, like outside of myself. Um, just watching me change, watching me grow up. And... A lot of that growth um, 
Yeah, I would attribute to definitely, you know, um, managing the hardships that come. I would attribute a lot of that, my current evolution to learning how to really cling to God, like hold on to him. And that only came from living life without him. And I think about often who I needed to be to get through those times and how different that person is to the person I am today. And I've learned over time to not be ashamed, but grateful for her. To be grateful for everything that she had to do or everything that she rationalized just to get through those very tough and trying times. But I think about, I think about that a lot. And I think about um, what is motivating me in my relationship with God now versus what motivated my relationship with God then. And truthfully, if I can say it, you know, back then what was motivating my relationship with God was uh, appearance or external validation, um, acceptance in certain spaces. Um, but for those who know, for those who, for the grown ups out there who are listening, we all know that's not sustainable. A true relationship is not based on external validation is not based on um, external affirmations or acceptance a true relationship is based on your heart is based on your willingness to commit to something someone um, other than yourself and a true relationship is also based on the value that you put into um, that other person and that relationship that y'all have cultivated and my relationship to God is not based on my uh, faith. It's not based on my sinless nature because I'm sinful. It's based on God's love for me. Because there are several times where I have attempted to do life without him. There are several times when I thought, um, you know, I wouldn't be impacted or affected by my sin, right? It would, there were several times where, you know, I, I took advantage of God and his power and his heart and, you know, knowing that he's a forgiving God, I took advantage of that. Oh, well, he'll forgive me. And I proceeded to do whatever I wanted to do. But I wanted to talk about this idea of separation anxiety in relation to uh, our relationship with God. So that you could also think about what drives or motivates your relationship with him. And also what drives and motivates your relationship with others. And so um, still, if you're listening, if you've been listening, I've been doing an extensive study on Psalms. And just reading and interpreting uh, the words in Psalms and really understanding that 
David and the other uh, soldiers and men that were with him were in the depths they of, of sorrow in trenches, right? David was being followed and attacked and, and, and slain or attempts at his life were taken. And there are moments, yes, that you find that there is great lamenting, but they always looked to God. They clung to God. They said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forget your precepts. It's those, it's that type of posture that is made evident when you decide to completely and fully and wholly trust God. But I want us all to be honest and think about those moments. And it might be currently in your life when you and God just aren't on one accord. (laughs) You aren't, you ain't riding with him right now. You're not uh, even trying to praise him. You're not trying to worship him because life just is not going your way. Life is not hitting the way you wanted it to hit. And uh, you have so many questions for God. And one thing that I hope uh, part of this podcast will do is to help you nurture your relationship with God in every space and in every way. When it's good, when it's bad, when it's downright ugly, when it's indifferent, I hope you find space in your heart and your mind to worship and praise and trust and believe in him anyway. So separation, anxiety, anxiety alone, I would say, is something that um, throughout our life, everyone will deal with. We may not all walk away with an official diagnosis of anxiety, but I think we have met anxiety in different forms. Separation anxiety, though, in terms of, well, Let's use mocha bean for an example. Hers is manifested (laughs) in uh, unrelenting barking, yelping even. Sometimes I've heard her when I've pulled back up to the house, um, yelping or scratching at the door. Um, Her heart rate is increased. You know, her temperament is elevated and she will not calm down until... I enter the door and then when I enter through the door, uh, she's running around the house in full excitement because she can't control herself, (laughs) trying to find a toy and saying, hey, I missed you. Play with me now type thing. (laughs) But she calls for me or yells for me to return until I return. And I wonder if we do that. It's like when you don't feel God near you, you don't see him, you don't hear him. Are you calling out to him? Are you saying, God, show yourself? Are you saying, God, come to me, rescue me, hold me up? What are you saying? What are you believing? Do you believe that God forgot you? He's forgotten about you? Do you believe that God has suspended his love for you? What is it? Because if you look into the scriptures, we know that God will never leave or forsake us. We know this is if you believe it. If you believe the word to be what it is, then you know that God never leaves us or forsakes us. You believe that God is omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's all powerful. He's always present. So do you then ask yourself, okay, well, if God is always present, if he is all powerful, if he is all knowing, 
then what in my posture do I have to adjust? Perhaps do you ask yourself, am I in my word? Am I praying? Am I maybe even fasting? What is it that I have to do? Do I have to suspend thoughts? Do I have to suspend certain conversations with certain people? And that we'll get into that uh, in a few minutes. But I want you to take this time to kind of think about your own posture in relation to uh, your proximity to God. Have you stepped away from God? Because it can't be that he stepped away from you. Perhaps you have. And so now it's a matter of finding your way back to him. And sometimes finding your way back to him is as simple as acknowledging that you've stepped away from him and calling out to him and saying, Lord, I'm here, please show me the way. Now, separation anxiety from a very human perspective um, in relationship to God, what I have grown because I have been through so much. And I mean, that's what life is. Life you know, sometimes you have to go through some hardships to understand what's really important. And life has definitely shown me that I don't want to do any part of my life without God ever again. And when I do find myself away from him, I run back. That is what separation anxiety from a spiritual spiritual perspective feels like to me. It's like if I ever feel like I am, there's some type of wedge between me and him. I check myself first and say, Brittany, what have you what, what are you doing? What have you done? What are you thinking about? Um, what conversations are you having? What seeds are being planted in your, your spirit that don't need to be planted? Who are you talking to? Um, and I try to find my way back um, in relationship with him or just back in connection with him. And now in my life, I mean, you know, I'm 35 now. So over the recent years, I've understood the process of what it you know takes for me to um, stay in position with him. But for me, what I have to do, what it feels like, it just, if everything, separation anxiety for me, when I'm away from God, uh, my world feels rapid and unbalanced. It feels, everything feels forced. Everything feels hard and difficult. Um, Depression has a easy door to enter into. Um, and it just feels like the weight of the world is on me. And so anxiety sets in when I realize, oh, crap, I haven't, I haven't been studying. I haven't been prayerful. I've been talking to everybody but him. I've been listening to music child, that's only going to carnally uh make me worse right um and so I have to do a uh, a check or a readjustment or analysis of my own position now as I mentioned earlier I've watched myself evolve uh throughout my life but specifically this past year uh, you'll probably be listening to this episode or this episode will be aired on the anniversary of my dissertation defense where I uh, 
you know, became Dr. Brittany Bellamy. And what's most important about that time is not the fact that I completed my dissertation or defended my dissertation. That's not it. It's the fact that by God's grace and his power and his might, I overcame everything, everything that uh, was brought to me throughout uh, the five years that I was in this program or four and a half years that I was in the program. And within this past year, I've had to shed a lot. I've had to separate myself from a lot of people. I've had to separate myself from my own patterns of thinking and my own ways of being that really that helped me get to this point. But in this new stage of becoming or evolving, I had to separate myself from that. And in the separation of it all and the removal of it all brought on a lot of anxiety because as I spoke about in previous episodes, these ways of being or the relationships became a part of my identity. And I mean, rooted down deep in my identity. And I had to take a hard look in the mirror and ask myself, what exactly do I want to do? How do I want to do it? And who do I want to become? And unfortunately, a lot of relationships had to strain. A lot of relationships that I feel like I fought for um, had to go by the wayside. I had to separate myself from a lot of um, close relationships, family and friends and otherwise, that were clearly not supportive of the person that I became this is outside of the whole doctor thing, just the the person that I became um, in this season of my life, they were not supportive of her. Um, And I had to make very, very hard decisions um, about my continued relationship with them. Um, Also, sometimes it's good to, I think, you know, to do an internal checkup to do a reassessment about how you engage or how you participate or how you show up in your relationships to yourself with God and with other people. And I found sometimes, I think oftentimes my relationships, I carried a lot of my relationships. I was the only participant in the relationships. Um, And I knew that this season of my life called for intentional and uh, intentional relationships that carried reciprocity. And uh, once I took a hard look at in the mirror and took a hard look at my relationships, I had to make very hard decisions in it. And it was, it was hard. It was sad. It was, uh, but it was necessary because also what I realized is that I'm responsible for my relationships in terms of how I engage, how I'm being treated. Um, I'm, a, I'm responsible in part, yes. And so if I don't take accountability for how I show up or how I allow people to treat me, I'm just going to continue to have relationships that no longer fulfill me um, or really never fulfilled me, but that don't fulfill me 
um, and don't motivate me to do better and to be better. So in the separation, um, I, I really had to hold myself accountable for those behaviors and in terms of those relationships. Additionally, I had to separate myself from uh, certain thought patterns and ways of being. There's a lot of uh, thought patterns that I had about myself, about my worth, about um, my value that influenced my behavior uh, in the world and in relationships. And I had to go back and say, what does God say about me? And separate myself from uh, the external validation or the need for external affirmation because the only person I am to answer to is God. The only being I am to answer to is God. And the only person that's going to be with me at the end of the day is myself. And so if it were not for my relationship with God and my understanding that how God sees me host priority in my life, I would be enslaved to the external validation and affirmation of other people. And I could not continue to live like that. I couldn't allow that to continue to dictate how I moved throughout this life. And I want you to think about that too. Are there areas in your life that are motivated by external acceptance, external validation, affirmation? What area in your life is not completely ruled by God. And do you even know what God says about how he wants you to operate in your life? And if you don't know, open the word. So a lot of people have DM'd me and I appreciate the DMs. I appreciate a lot of the questions I get. A lot of people privately have called me or DM'd me and said, um, I want to open my Bible and read it. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. And for me, in this intentional study over the past year, um, I really, really, really want people to start in Proverbs and in Psalms. Proverbs, for me, uh, gives you great tenets on how to move in your life in relationship to God and other people. And then Psalms teaches you how to be rooted and grounded um, and praise-filled in spite of what comes in your life. Um, those are two books that uh, I love and I cherish and I study over and over and over again. Uh, the other book for me would be Romans. Um, because it begins with uh, the transformation of your mind. Uh, I... And, you know, some people do a, you know, a whole, let's read the Bible in a year and they start from Genesis and that's great. That's great. But if you, for me, uh, to get to the scriptures that to me, I think I can translate easily to my life, especially if you are returning to the word or you're beginning to open the book itself, um, life applications are easily found in those books I just mentioned. Um, but yeah, this is about a return. It's about a return to God. It's about you taking up the mantle uh, for your own or taking on the responsibility of your relationship with God. It's about you really intentionally activating that separation anxiety. 
I think so. in this case, when we talk about our relationship with God, separation anxiety is good. If you are not anxious <laughs> when you have stepped away from God, something's off. If you are not anxious to get back to him, ready to run back to him, like cannot stop calling out for him until you see him. If you are not there, then you need to do an, you need to do a reassessment of what you really want. You need to do a reassessment of your belief system. And I'm putting, I'm put this simple, simply, but I also know it's not that simple. But the fact of the matter is you're either going to believe God or you're not. You're going to trust God or you're not. You're either going to believe in him and all that he has said or you're not. And part of that in the way that part of your stewardship and your belief system is making an assessment of who's in your ear. A lot of us need to separate from people that we talk to because they are not filled with the spirit. They, God is not their compass. They are their compass. And so carnally, they're going to advise you in ways that nine times out of 10 would not be of what God will have you to do and say. Some of us need to reevaluate our community. And that includes family. And those who know me know I play, I have no cut cards for family. <laughs> I have no cut cards for family or long-term friendships because the fact of the matter is if we share blood or if we share history uh, we're not the same we're all going to change we're all going to evolve differently we're all going to uh, either grow old or grow up and we're going to do that at different rates and when you find that your growth um has <laughs> is not matching up to that of others. Some decisions have to be made, especially when you consider your salvation, especially when you consider your relationship with God. It does. Um, and within that, I know there's a lot of angst. Some people are ride or die people. I'm one of them. I'm a ride or die loyal person. I know that to be true. I am a servant. I um, serve you, not looking for anything in return. I will show up for you. I will be there for you, not looking for anything in return. However, over time, <laughs> I also have instituted boundaries. It's necessary. It is necessary um, because even in this servitude spirit that I have, um, you know, you're at high risk for being taken advantage of. You're at high risk for uh, emotional abuse. You're at high risk for just depletion. And you have the responsibility to separate yourself from uh, certain behavior patterns that will likely just deplete you and that will likely just put you in an emotional and spiritual harm. And so, um, yeah, I, I think and all of this to say, I think as you grow older and as you grow up in your knowledge of God, 
you learn to uh, consistently check your value system and within your value system, when it changes, because it will change as you grow older, as you grow up, within your value system, you understand that some things can't remain and you have to separate yourself from them. I want to encourage you uh, that in the separation of it all, uh, you're not alone, but it will feel like you're walking alone. And separating yourself from things and people that no longer serve your relationship with God, um, that is in itself an act of obedience. And largely, a lot of the times when you are obedient to God, you are also going to be isolated. You're also going to feel like you're in this walk alone. You're going to feel like no one understands you. You're going to feel like uh, you don't have a community. But that's not the case. One thing I wish that a lot of us who value and prioritize our relationship with God, one thing I wish that we would do is commune more. (laughs) But all of us are largely separated. We're largely isolated. And I wish that we would take the time to have intentional conversations about what this journey um, with God, for God, uh, looks like and what it feels like. And for me, it has caused me to be isolated a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm working on establishing community who wants God to be their priority. I'm working on uh, establishing and, and trusting spaces that, uh, with, that are filled with people who just want to do what God says. And, um, and that's tough too. That, that brings its own anxiety, especially, especially for me as an introvert, <laughs> it brings its own angst, but I, I am working on developing that community, but I, I don't want you to lose heart. I don't want you to lose hope because you might be in a season of isolation. Um, there's, and I'm going to say this, uh, before I close, there's a blessing in the isolation. I came to, I started to come to this realization, uh, about my posture with God and how I needed to separate myself from certain things and people and ideals. Um, when I was in isolation, I ran into a number of my life's hardships, um, which seemed to have lasted for years, but large, uh, largely I was isolated. I was by myself. There weren't any friends around. Uh, there was no family around. I didn't really have, um, any spiritual advisors that I could go to at that time. But only thing, the only thing I knew was that I needed to call out to God that's it. It started with me crying out to God because that's the only thing I knew to do. And within that period of isolation, he showed me that, uh, it was humbling. He showed me that I was not in the right position with him. He was there and he protected me. He warred for me. He, yes, goodness. But he also showed me in the most gentle way that I caused a lot of my hardships because I prioritized people over him. 
I prioritize my relationships with other people, my status within other things over him. And so I began to uh, build my relationship, <laughs> feeling like like from the ground up almost. Um, and through trial and error, learning how to move and how not to move. Um, but I can say all of the lessons that came in that period blessed me and, and are blessing me today. And so now I stand in full gratitude for those very tough and unimaginable moments. Um, but I learned so much about God and his love for me. And I learned, I learned a lot about myself. I also learned about the people that I surrounded myself with. When you, I think the adage is true. When you, when it's dark, you'll really see who's with you. And while that was heartbreaking, I got to see, (laughs) I got to see. Um, and I was able to reevaluate my relationships and, um, and make necessary adjustments. Even today, even today, uh, within this past year, I was able to see who was really with me and who wasn't, who came to celebrate with me, but they weren't with me in the trenches, you know? And so I had to divest uh, my energy in those relationships. Um, I had to reprioritize certain people. I had to rearrange certain people. I had to... um, like just like I do with my thought patterns and my behavior patterns, I had to show up differently um, in support of who God is has called me to be and is calling me to be. And there's still a lot of shedding taking place, but I'm so grateful for the ability to reassess, the opportunity to reassess so that I can make room for more divine and aligned relationships to come into my life. I hope some of this has blessed you. I want you to stay encouraged and I want you to get back into the word every night. It's a chapter. Just read a chapter every night and have your journal next to you and write in it how you believe you can apply what you've read to your life. It just starts with one small effort, one small seed. And um, and trust that God will give the increase. Uh, there's a scripture that this the title of this podcast is based on, and it's um, and it's talk, and it's about planting seeds, watering, and allowing God to give the increase. And I want you to watch. I want you to monitor who is watering you, what type of seeds are being planted in you, um, and what's watering it. Specifically, the scripture is 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7. And I, in your communities, I want you to really take a look at it. what seeds of doubt are being planted in you. What seeds of chaos <laughs> are being planted in you uh, or that you might be planting in others? What seeds of jealousy or envy might be uh, planted in you? And who's watering it? 
I like to think as watering as affirming. Who's affirming uh, your beliefs? Who's affirming your, your doubt? Who's affirming your jealousy? Who's affirming um, envy, greed, insecurities? Who's affirming all of that for you? Who's watering that? Hmm? Uh, let's go back to that scripture where 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8 um, says, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So I want you to think about are you surrounded by people who are planting seeds of truth, of goodness, of love, of forgiveness, of grace? Who's watering that for you? Who's affirming your position here on this earth? Who's affirming your efforts? Who is encouraging you? And if you, if the people you are talking to are not planting seeds of growth and prosperity and positive affirmations of your position with God, they're not planting seeds that are encouraging you to grow spiritually. If they're not watering that, affirming that you should, yes, be in right relationship with God, if they are not motivating you to move closer to God, they're not watering that position, you need to separate yourself from them. I've had to separate myself from friends who discouraged me. <laughs> I remember I had a really close friend who, when I started my doctoral program, I told her, you know, she was like, why? <laughs> mm, like, why would you go, why would you go back to school? I remember I had a friend, same friend. I bought the house. She was like, I bought, I bought my first house. She was like, why are you buying a house? <laughs> I was just, it was just so negative and she didn't have anything positive to say. Like any endeavor that I did that I thought God was blessing me to do and move move with she just did not affirm she did not encourage she didn't get excited she didn't do anything and I, I firmly believe like these were areas in my life that God was moving me to and through you know but she did encourage me to be in some god-awful relationships and I listened to her too I didn't listen to her when it came to my house or school but I did in those relationships they were the worst <laughs> And that was on me. That's not on her, but that's on me. That's on me putting her word, uh, making her word the authority and not God, right? Um, and so there's really no fault of her. That's, that's who she is. But it was also my responsibility to not make her the authority in my life. <laughs> but I did. But it's just, she was still like planting seeds of like doubt and worry in me sometimes. Um, even myself, taking it off of other people, because a lot of this is, is hard work. You know, I, depression, you know, I, I deal with depression and depression comes with a lot of negative self-talk, a lot that it causes you to believe. And I've had to, ooh, in the toughest and the lowest of moments, really dig deep and call out to God, like through tears or just through days where I'm just extremely numb 
I've had to call out to him. And some days I can't, some days I just, I can't do it. (laughs) Some days I just can't. Depression will make you believe that silence is the way. I can't even open my mouth some days. But I thank God that the Holy Spirit intercedes. And what our spirit wants to say, our mouth can't. The Holy Spirit says it for us. And I just, I thank God day in and day out for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the Holy Spirit in translating the murmurs that our soul makes, that our words, our mouths can't. Um, I've had to consciously try to remember to separate myself from that. And there are days where depression gets me so low and, um, anxiety is just running through my body or the depression is running through my body, like literally running through my body where everything hurts. Um, it doesn't matter what self-soothing methods I, I do. It doesn't matter what, uh, breathing exercises I commit to. Um, it doesn't seem to be moved, but in this season of my life, I've learned to trust God in it. And sometimes I don't have to do anything but go to sleep. <laughs> sometimes I don't have to do anything but maybe force myself to eat something and, and, and lie there and rest. Having faith that should God bless me with another day, I'll wake up and I'll be better. And for the most part, that's what's happening. Uh, trusting that God is with me even through the moments of depression. Uh, even through the moments of high anxiety. And not making decisions or uh that would ultimately uh, make me god so um that's that little piece is for anyone out there who is who simultaneously also struggles with depression but also yearns for a relationship with god i want you to feel encouraged that i too uh struggle And that I am in this walk with you. So I'm closing. In the spirit of necessary separation anxiety. um, I hope that when you find yourself distant from God that you run back. I hope the anxiety fills you to the point where you call out to him until you hear, feel him or see him. I hope the anxiety makes you yearn for him. All right. Let's keep going, people. I'm glad that y'all are listening. Thanks for returning. I hope y'all are gleaning something from this, um, from this podcast, from this episode. Uh, I love y'all. Remember, I am in this walk with you in the depths of it, honey. Okay? Until next time, take care. <laughs>